It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trisenkos. Well, today we are going to talk about going back to school <laughs> and, and what that looks like. When you're 50. At all ages. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And also today, I wanted to just um, talk to you for just a second. We're going to start doing every once in a while, we're going to start doing a thumbs review. (laughs) So yesterday I had talked about a movie that's coming out. Well, I do want to clarify, it's already out. It is called Life Mark and it is about adoption. And anyone who followed us the first season knows that I am such a proponent. I've adopted four girls, mm-hmm. so I can't wait to see this movie. And after I do, I'll I'll do a little thumbs review of what I thought. Um, and also, I listened to an interview between Bishop Barron, and I hope I'm saying this <laughs> name right, Shia LaBeouf, I think is how he says his name. Um, it is, I will, you know, we'll tell you that it's about an hour and 20 minutes long. So I listened to it while I was in my car driving. But It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Definitely giving it a thumbs up. So if you have an opportunity to listen to it, I think it'll bless you. It, 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 it gave me a, um, I got to see Bishop Barron kind of in a new light. Um, it became very conversational, just two guys having a conversation with a cup of coffee at a table. It was just a really relaxed conversation. It was very interesting for me as a convert to see how Shia LaBeouf was drawn to the church mm-hmm. and he is going to be playing the role of Padre Pio in a new movie that's coming out. And um, I'm definitely going to go see that one and we'll be doing a thumbs review on that as um, also. But I encourage you to listen to that interview between Bishop Barron yeah. and Shia LaBeouf if you get an opportunity. Yep. Yes. And also there's a, a new movie on Mother Teresa. So last week mm. or a couple um, on September, September, what was it on September um, 6th, I believe was her, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm just having a moment there. On September 6th was her feast day. And so uh, there's a movie coming out called Mother Teresa, No Greater Love. And it's only going to be out in theaters Mm. for two nights only. And if you go to the website, Mother Teresa Movie, MotherTeresaMovie.com, you can find out if there's a theater in your area that is selling tickets to go and see that movie. Mother Teresa, oh, wow. it's been 25 years since she passed away. So she's like a, a modern, a modern saint in our time. Yeah. So is Padre oh, Pio. So yeah. um, some good things there. Yeah. Can't wait to see all of those. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get started with our scripture, but um, like we do every morning, let's, let's pray in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Oh, Lord, thank you for being here with us right now. Thank you for always being with us. And, um, you know, I'm always amazed at how wonderful it is that the creator of the universe, the whole universe is our Abba Father. Thank you, Lord. Help us to draw closer to you. And as always, Lord, we ask that you open the eyes of our understanding that we may comprehend the scriptures, that you would give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear you. We love you, Lord. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, so as I do each day, I'm going to encourage you to go back and read the scriptures for yourself. But today we're going to talk about the daily reading. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. So bear with me. But I'm going to read it through once. And uh, it's... And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to kind of read it through. I want us to read it together, but I'm going to give you a kind of a sneak peek into my mind and how my mind works when I read scripture and where I pause and as something jumps out at me, what I do and just kind of my processing. So um, maybe just as an example of reading the scripture and praying and praising and just so kind of what that looks like, like a tangible what does that truly look like? Because we hear people talk about it all the time and nobody wants to, I mean, give an example. So I just felt like maybe giving you an example today. So I hope that makes sense. I think it will once we get going. So so let's read um, let's read the daily reading today uh, through once. Okay. And this is out of First Corinthians 15, chapter 15. Okay. I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received and in which you also stand. Through it, you are also being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, and after that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers at once, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. After that, he appears to James and then to the apostles. Last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all of them. Not I, however, but the grace of God that is in me. Therefore, whether it be I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Okay, so now we're going to kind of break it down, and we're going to go through it again. But like I said, we're going to go through it, and I kind of want to share where my mind went as I read it. So hmm. it says, I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received, and in which you also stand. Through it, you are also being saved if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. For I handed on to you of, as a first importance what I also received. Okay, that line right there jumped out at me. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I also received. So my mind started thinking, hmm. and I started thinking about sharing our stories yeah. with one another, sharing those victories that we talked about yesterday. I thought about how we can encourage one another by sharing what God has done for us, because if he's done it for me, he can do it for right. you. And that's what a lot of support groups are about. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about walking it through with one another, encouraging one another. I think about how we go through stuff, challenges, and sometimes God strategically places people in our lives in different seasons of our lives to help us get through those particular seasons. And then I began to thank God for those people in my life that have come and gone. I started remembering, and I believe it was the Lord bringing those people to my mm -hmm. mind. And so I began to lift them up to God and asking God to bless them. And then I began to pray that the Lord would give me a good outcome that I could share with people. Yeah. I prayed that Lord, the Lord would 
help me to hear him, um, to follow him, to trust him more, just to help me have a good testimony or a story that I can share and that he would give me the courage to share as he led me. Then this is where I, I took a pause and for just a second or two, I took a pause to see if the Lord had anything to say to Aww. me. So I always encourage you when, when you pray to God, mm -hmm. just take a moment to see if he has anything to say. That's so good. Okay. <laughs> then we go on that. Okay. As soon as I word that, read that one word, <laughs> my mind was like, okay, now I think he's about to tell me what he received and what he shared. And he goes on to say, Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. All these things I'm thinking, okay, these are the things he's sharing. And then my mind is thinking, oh, that's so cool. This is reminding me of the Nicene Creed. And I begin to think about the Apostles' Creed. And I, I thank God for the church and how so much of what we say in mass and prayers are scriptural. I think about the Hail Mary and how that is in the Bible. And, and I just... I began to, to think about how scripture and the mass relate together. And God starts bringing things to my mind. Oh, when we say this, oh yeah, remember that's in the Bible. So that was kind of a moment. And then I paused because I felt like he was, that was kind of him speaking to me. I felt like he was, he was reminding me of how things correlated, the things in the mass and in scriptures. So then after that, he goes on to say, that he appeared to Cephas, Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brothers at once, most of whom are still living. Well, my mind was like, wow, most of them are, were still living when he wrote this. I began to wonder if he had conversations with them about what they saw and how cool would it have been to be one of the ones that actually saw Jesus after he'd been raised from the dead. And I thought, oh, my goodness, their testimonies must have been so powerful because it was firsthand testimony. And then I. I bet that some people probably challenged those testimonies, like people that found it hard to believe that someone could be raised from the dead. They probably challenged yeah. their testimonies. And then I thought, but they must have had such passion because they saw it firsthand. And then I thought, I'm sure my stories, my testimonies will be challenged as, as well. But then I began to pray. And I began to ask the Lord to help me hear him clearly as to what to share and what not to share. Because I can be an overshare. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure. So I began to pray about that and just ask God to give me ears to hear and courage to step out and step out where he leads. And I just began to picture stones lit up that I step on and, and stay on that one until he lights the next one and then take a step and stay on that one. And so I just began to pray and then the pause and, and listen to see what he wanted to say. That's so good. Then we go on and it says, though some have fallen asleep after that, he appeared to James and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the hmm. apostles, not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. Oh, I thought, man, Paul is, he thought he wasn't worthy. Paul, he wrestled obviously with his past. And I think, 
Lord, I wrestle with my past all the time. When when I feel like God's asking me to share something, I, I wrestle with doubts. I'm surrounded with the buts and the what ifs. And, and it's hard to step out when he asks me to sometimes because, you know, just being real, I know who I am, right? I, I, I see my reflection in the mirror and I know what I've done and I know who I am. And, and so I, I have to step out. You know, there was a, a Protestant teacher one time that said, do it afraid. <laughs> and sometimes I have to do that. I have to step afraid. out and step out afraid, you know, afraid I'm going to fail, afraid I'm going to let God down, afraid I'm going to mess up, afraid I'm going to be embarrassed, afraid they're not going to listen. Just those doubts and attacks by the enemy that I'm not worthy. I have to wrestle with that. But when I do step out, when I am obedient, I'm always amazed at how God helps mm -hmm. me. So then I think about that and I think about the grace of God and I think about how how God helps me. And it just made me want to stop and and praise him again. Yeah. And then. Um, let's see. And then it goes on to say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> Well, uh, this is where my mind kind of got <laughs> sideways because I am I what I am. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I was hesitant to say that, but I'm like, yes, that's, I'm trying to give you a sneak peek into my mind. And this is what was going on. I'm like, oh, Paul was kind of like Popeye. You know, I am what I am. And that's all that I am. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, I did mean, not even see that coming. <laughs> and then he says, uh, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul knew who he yes, was too. Yes, so, yes. You know, he knew what he had done. And, and I was reminded of that scripture in Luke 7, uh, verse 47. It says, therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. Mm -hmm. Since she has shown great love, but the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. And then I got emotional and kind of got teary eyed because I began to think of all the things that God has forgiven me for. All those things that, you know, I said a minute ago, when I look in the mirror, I see myself. I know what I've done. I know who I am. But then I began to thank God and praise him for forgiving me for all those things. And and then I had to pause oh, and listen. Yeah. And as his grace, it goes on to say, as his grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all of them. Not I, however, but the grace of God that is with mm -hmm. me. So then I stop and my mind starts thinking, you know, some, I sometimes think um, about when we have a long way to go. You know, we have to work harder to get there. And I thought I, I began to think about people in my life that I know of that um, struggle with addictions and how hard they have to work, how hard daily to fight that demon and stay clean and or stay away from whatever they're addicted to. And I think about how thankful I am for the sacrament of confession and that we can go and receive graces to help in our fight to do right. And again, I began to praise him. 
for the gift of the church and all the mm -hmm. sacraments. I begin to praise him for his forgiveness. I begin to praise him. I begin to pray and ask him to strengthen those that came to mm -hmm. mind when I was thinking about the struggles that they were facing and strengthen me in my struggles. And then again, listen. Um, and then the last part of it, it says, therefore, whether it be I or they, so we preach and so you believed. And I thought, it is so not me. It is only my job to do my part. And like I say all the time, Mother Mary tells us what to do. And that is whatever Jesus tells us to do. That's our part. And that's what we do. So I began to pray for ears again to hear him. And I asked Mother Mary to pray for me that I would hear her son paused and listened, said a mm -hmm. Hail Mary, did my cross in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and said amen. Yes. So that was kind of my journey through the daily reading today. And just wanted to share that with you so you can kind of What's that? You always see. say that when you read scripture, it's, it's God talking to you. Yeah. Holy scripture. It, God speaks to you through the Holy scriptures. Yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of an insight <laughs> to my, my mind. Thinking of Popeye. <laughs> no, that's, I was just being honest. This is where uh, I had. <laughs> no, but that's so great. And like, like one thing. So Stacy is a friend to me. Like definitely God sent you back into my life for so many reasons. Stacy is a really good friend to me. She's someone I can call when I need to pray. And, and I'll just give you an example. Like, like my daughter recently went into the hospital. Um, she's she's 19 and pregnant and lost her amniotic fluid at 17 weeks. And she's drank a lot of water and stayed on bed rest and gotten to 24 weeks. <clears throat> and she's going into mm -hmm. the hospital. But the night before she went into the hospital, I was trying to pray so that, you know, her boyfriend is, is not um, all there. He's not all, you know, in and sure about God and faith and all that. He's trying, he's asking a lot of questions and I wanted to pray with them the night before they go to the hospital, but I don't know what to say. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to pray dumb because then I'll push both of them away from the church. Cause I'll make it sound really dumb to be a Catholic. I don't know. That's not, that's kind of weird. I know, but but, I, but like praying out loud, like I, I guess a lot of people probably struggle with this too. Like I can say the rope prayers, even then I get nervous. I'm going to forget the words, but, but just to pray out loud and just pray talking to God, I'm afraid I won't say things very well. And so I had you, Stacy. I called you out of the blue because I knew that you would do it. I knew you wouldn't mind. You know, I knew you wouldn't see it as an imposition. I just called Stacy like, can you pray with us right now? And and the thing you did, Stacey, when you started praying, just like when you were going through that scripture, you just started thanking God for things, which which doesn't occur to me because I'm always like, God, I need this. God, I need this. God, I need this. You just started. <laughs> thank you, God, for this baby. Thank you, God, for for the courage of of Abigail, who's who's um, trying to bring this new life into the world. Her son, she's fighting so hard. Thank you for getting them this far. Thank you for their family. And like, you just went through thanking, th thanking God for things. And, and I know that's just you being you, Stacy, but it just sent such a peace over them to hear all of that. And so mm -hmm. thank you for going through the scriptures with us. Thank you for if y'all need somebody to pray, just call Stacy. She'll come help you. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> she will help you know it's just oh, beautiful you. the way you're so in tune to God because I'm 
I think it doesn't come so naturally for a lot of people. And mm. in that vein of, of being who being, I am what I am. <laughs> <laughs> we also wanted to talk today about school. So um, turning to applying all this reading and the scripture and, and the things we're talking about to current events, New York times, which mm-hmm. I read every day so I can pray more. I don't agree with very much of what mm-hmm. they say, but, um, there is a there is a an article in the New York Times. Uh, it's recently, like on September first, so it's been a while. But it's talking about what is school for. So ever you know, it's that season of the year where the kids have gone back to school. And the New York Times is saying, after the last two and a half years with COVID nineteen, the pandemic, disruption after disruption to America's schools. It's been stressful, but these disturbances in our education have also given us a chance to step back and ask, what is education for? What is school for? And I, that's something, not that I'm I'm such a great predictor of things to come, but back when the pandemic first started, I wrote an article for the National Catholic Register, and I said, I know we're about to go through some really hard times. I didn't, I didn't know how hard it was going to get, but I, I said, I, we're about to go through some hard times in our country um, economically and the kids are staying home from school and it's going to mess up our equilibrium, but human innovation will bring us out on the other end better in many ways, not in every way, but we're going to learn mm-hmm. things. We're going to learn how to survive. We're going to do better. And I saw this happen with school because school for so long has been sort of evolving to the online environment and COVID-19 really pushed America to get its head around how do you teach online, which pushes the bigger question, what is school for anyway? And um, and I do a lot of that. I teach at two different colleges um, online, fully online from home. I teach in, in New Jersey and Connecticut from Texas. And yeah. um, <laughs> but I, I've always been very keen on that question. What is education for? But also to encourage you to think about education in your own life. So so I don't think many of you listening are in kindergarten through grade 12, right? All right. I think most of you are older than that. So maybe we have some teenagers. I don't know. (laughs) But Stacey and I just, even ourselves, have answered this question, what is school for, in our own way, because we're going back to school, too. Oh, hi. My granddaughter just walked into the room. Hi, Evelyn. <laughs> so there may be some chatter in the background. Oh, so my granddaughter's here. Hi, Evelyn, because her mommy is in the hospital. But what is school for? Stacy? you and I just went back to school ourselves. I mean, I um, re- enrolled in a philosophy program at age 53. I don't know what philosophy means. I'm so lost in my classes because there's some really smart younger people that are <laughs> killing it. And I'm like... Socrates. Okay. I've never, I've never, I never really knew how he died. <laughs> and, and I'm running out. Stacey, you also just went back to school. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I am uh, doing the biblical studies program. And, and I think I said before, uh, when we first started talking about this, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do, you know, again, I love the Bible. Of course I love scripture, but I'm I've always looked at it through a a Protestant lens, of course. And so now to see it through, you know, a Catholic lens and dig deep into the the catechism, the the scriptures. um, I mean, it's it's going to, you know, I, I, I 
when I'm reading the Bible now, I, I mean, I grew up reading the King James Version or the New King James Version. And so now I am reading my Catholic uh-huh. Bible and and I will read it side by side to see what the differences oh, are neat. because I want to know more about, you know, what what the church has to say. So I'm excited about I think the most thing the thing I'm excited the most about is, yes, digging deeper into um, the backstories uh-huh. of Scripture. But also with that Catholic lens. Yeah, that's neat. And you're, did you say you're taking it at University of Dallas? Which that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even know they had programs like that. And it, it's, a, it's a big program. It's, it's like four years long. Yeah, yeah, it's four years. Yeah, but it's, it's online, which is such a blessing. And I mean, this day and time, uh, having that, you know, online mm-hmm. option is just vital for people like, you know, our age, me with my hands, you know, I've got, irons and so many uh-huh. different fires that, you know, it, it wouldn't be possible right. without it. I think that's wonderful. I mean, and we're doing like doing this podcast pushes us to want to learn more. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have chemistry mm-hmm. from my, from my past, you know, I studied chemistry long before I converted to Catholicism. When I converted, I wanted to study theology because I, I didn't even know what that meant, theology. And I, and I have for mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. wanted to study philosophy and some things just happened this year. And, and Jose said, this is, this is maybe your chance. Why don't, why don't you start it now? So Stacy and I didn't even talk about that. Like, Hey, since we're doing this podcast and we're going to be doing retreats, let's, let's go back to school and learn stuff. We just kind of got there on our own, two women in their fifties, grandmas, yeah. two grandmas in their fifties decided to go back to school and learn things. So I hope that's an encouragement to you that if there is something like that you've been wanting to do, don't, don't be afraid to just do it. Just jump in um, when, when the situation presents itself to you. So it's not always okay to do that. Like there's, I couldn't have done it last year, um, but you have to wait yeah. for that right time. God's yeah, I told time. Jose like several God. years ago, I would like, this is a goal I have. I would like to be able to study philosophy someday. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's good. So, we're thinking, hi, Evelyn. Good morning. <laughs> She's singing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and the kids are going back to school. And, you know, it's a very different situation for us now. We're not worried about um, so much about what the kids are doing in school because that they're, we're kind of pulling into the later years of all that. And you, so are you, Stacey. You have, you have a stu- student. I have Yep. This is Natalie's last year. She's a senior and I am struggling with that letting go Uh process, but it's her last year. And, uh, and I'm, you know, she's wanting to go to college afterwards. So my son Avery graduated from A&M and is now in a master's program down there. And, um, you know, I mean, when you think about what school is for, I think about, of course, you know, a, a path, a career path and, you know, educating yourself for that. And I think about Avery's journey. I mean, he had no desire to go to college at all, but he had a friend call him and say, Hey, move, I, I need a roommate, move down here with me. You can go to, to blend the junior college there. Just, just come down here and go to blend. You don't have to go to A&M. Avery had noted he, he, that wasn't even on his radar to go to A&M. So he moved down there with his friend and decided he'd take us some classes at Blinn. And I remember him calling me and say, hey, mom, I, I kind of like this. I think I want to oh, go to a You're like, yes. And so he had, to, 
he had to go back and talk to his counselor because he had to take additional classes because he his first career power, his first path towards an associate was not geared towards A&M. So he had to take more classes, got into A&M. And then he called me, he goes, Hey mom, I think I'm going to join the Mays business school That's here at right. A&M. I was like, okay. I mean, he just kept going. And then when he graduated, he's like, Hey mom, I think I'm going to do oh a master's gosh. program. <laughs> it just, it's addicting that learning, that learning process. Yeah. So, um, and now Natalie wants to go to A&M as well. So we're going to apply there and, you know, praying and fingers crossed that God will open up and show her exactly what path he has for her too. So, so always education. That's great. And, and I would ask that y'all keep my daughter Abigail in prayer because she worked hard to get herself into college as well. And she had to put it on hold now that she's in the hospital. So yeah. she's kind of upset that that uh, she had to let go of that, but that's life is a learning process all throughout our life. We are learning. Um, and that's one of the things that we can be thankful for that, that God allows us to teach each other, to learn from each other. Um, and by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you for that scripture reflection. It. I'll never read that the same way again, Stacy. Oh, I'm Stacy Pusankos. And I'm Stacey Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. Bye.